Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Welcome into College Golf Talk. Burko and Brentley with you. We're wrapping this up on a early Thursday morning. We're going to get this out quickly to uh, keep up with our weekly trend. I'm back from the Ryder Cup. College golf right in the mix of the fall season. It's October coming up on Friday. Brentley, I mean, the fall season's halfway over, and it seems like we just started. Burko, you celebrated the beginning of fall, I saw, with probably the biggest ice cream cone I've ever seen. I, I didn't didn't cheat was that myself. Three scoops, three scoops, I, four scoops. It was three because earlier in the week uh, in Sheboygan, I believe it was South Pier Parlor. I enjoyed my sweets and I asked for a double scoop, and it was serviceable. <laughs> Later that week, I said, "What the heck? Let's go with the triple. Let's go mint chocolate chip and cookies and cream." And he loads up three cookies and cream, and I was like, "Oh, I was hoping you could mix it up." He's like, oh, no, you're getting three more scoops on top of that. And I just said, okay. I pull it back. He's like, I can give you more. I'm like, well, let's just do it. Hence the picture of did not spill a single drop. Did That's you finish it? Him. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, it's embarrassing what I can do with the sweets. Let's just be honest. Your your metabolism is, is a thing of art. Well, a thing of beauty. I, I appreciate the acknowledgement. A lot of running. Uh, yes, a lot of running. Uh, fun week at the Ryder Cup. We will have a little Ryder Cup discussion related to college golf in a little bit. But to get things going off on uh, this edition of the pod, Brentley, you had a chance to sit down with Eugenio Shikara via this virtual world. He's teed it up this week on the PGA Tour in Mississippi. But you talked Sergio Sevy Ryder Cup soccer, and we get to learn a little bit more about maybe the next great Spaniard, not only in college golf, but potentially professional golf as well. I'm joined by Oklahoma State senior Eugenio Shakara. It's kind of a special week for Eugenio. He's in Mississippi right now for a second career PGA Tour start, Sanderson Farms Championship. Eugenio, I know it's uh, it's late, but you're on the eve of playing in the PGA Tours, Sanderson Farms. How's your game right now? Yeah, man, it's it's good. My game is trending. I'm getting back from the summer when I was sick, so I feel way better. My my game is good. I played today nine holes and hit a lot of balls and kind of test greens, a lot of short games. So, I mean, I'm so happy to be here. It's, it's a really unique experience. I think I'm way more – I'm ready now. Since my first PGA Tour, I was kind of young, and I feel like my game is trending. I'm – close enough to be with them. So I'm happy to be here and trying to enjoy everything of this week. And I just want to say thank you to Sandy from Farms for everything they have done and for trusting in me and giving me a chance to play with the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm glad you mentioned your your previous tour star. You've played in five pro events also. you played a few times on the European tour, once in the Challenge tour. What's one thing that you've learned from those starts that you're going to make sure that you do this week? That you know yeah. you're not going to make the same mistake again. Yeah, I mean, I I learn a lot. Everything I think being with the pros, you get a lot of experience, and you just see what they do and what you need to improve at to be up there. So I feel my game is now ready to be 
trying and playing with the with the pros and I feel I learned a lot in the past tournaments and they gave me a lot of experience so I know when what to expect and what to do and I worked very hard these past two years to become a better player and I'm I think I'm clo closer and I just want to see where my game is this week and I feel like I can do some good things. What do you do as well as the pros and what's one part of your game that's pretty far away right now from what they do? Well, I think my ball striking is up there should be, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say one of the best, but I'm going to be probably top 30 out there. So I feel my, 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 my iron play, my driver, everything's really good. My mm -hmm. wedging is starting to get better. I used in last tournaments, as you mentioned, the two, the two events I play, I feel like they were way better with my, with the wedges that I was, you know, the yard is way better and they know how the ball's going to react way better than me. But I feel that's what I most focused in last, last year, working on my wedges. So I feel I'll, I improve a lot of it, but I still need to improve on there and everything around the greens. I mean, I feel like they know each other really good. Like they know where to me is, where not to me. They know where, how, how, what they, I feel I need to know, know myself a little better, like in, in the sense of like when I what what I'm better at and what I need to do and what I need to expect. So I mean, it's just getting experience and trying to be with them. And I feel I'm not very far away. So I'm happy to see where my game is because I feel like I'm way way more prepared than I was last time. So I I'm excited for the week and see what can I do. Now I saw uh, what's in the bag from you. You just shared it on your uh, on your Instagram. You've got uh you got 15 clubs right now. You've got two drivers. What's the What's the process right now deciding what driver to play? Well, I'm going to stick with my old one, with the G410. I just have a couple of trials with the G410s. I kind of crack a couple heads done in the last five months, so they were kind of running a out. A couple? A couple heads? Yeah. I, I actually broke two of them. One of them was totally cracked, and the other one was, like, trying to adjust one of the ways the thing you broke inside, so I couldn't use it. So it's the last two heads, and I, I were just kind of working with the pin guys. I'm using all pin right now, and just working something that can't work. So they actually fit me for one of them to today, and I actually kind of like it. So I'm just, it's just for a backup or to have. So I'm gonna try it, kind of when the off season starts. So I'm just going with the same as I have for the last past year, my blueprint irons, and then I actually have a blue blueprint to iron in the back that I just felt like two irons. It was like. I was kind of struggling last months with it. That it was sometimes I couldn't get the distance correct with the more cavity one. So I just hit my forearm really good and the three iron really good. And they were blueprints. So I just talking to them. I was like, man, I just I feel like I can hit the two iron. So I just put it in the back probably like two weeks ago. And I, it's been amazing. It's one of my best clubs. And I, I love it to hit it. And run here, you got a couple holes that you kind of actually going to need it in part fives. They're kind of long and a couple of tee shots. So I'm excited. Yeah. Now, if, if anyone's curious, go on Eugenio's Instagram and, and look at his irons. They're, those things are, are butter knives. They're, they're things of beauty. They're, they're really sweet. Um, obviously, the defending champ at, at the Sanderson is, is someone that's probably near and dear to you, uh, an idol of yours, Sergio Garcia. Um, what's your, what's your relationship with him? Did, was he your idol growing up and have you gotten a chance to, you know, kind of rub elbows with him in the past? Yeah, actually, I'm actually pretty close to him. I grew up, well, he's kind of like my idol, so like you said. So I grew up kind of with him. I work with his dad. Uh, he's his coach sometimes as well. So I'm kind of really close to him. So, yeah, he he's actually going to arrive tomorrow. So I will see, I will see him tomorrow, I'll try to play some with him on Wednesday as well. So, yeah, he were, we're pretty close. I always ask him for advice. He's always great for me. And he he's all the time trying to help me and wishing me the best and hopefully be with them on tour 
for his last years. I mean, he's a great person and as everyone knows, a really, really good player. Now, do you think you guys are going to talk any trash talk about Oklahoma State and Texas football? Because, I mean, he's he's pretty much integrated now in, into Austin lifestyle. He's a big Longhorns guy. Any, any of that going on? Or Yeah, that's that's one thing we talked when he decided to use a Texas Longhorn head cover because I know Angela, her wife, is a Longhorn fan, and they live there, and they sell your practice, actually, Austin Golf Club, and he, he really likes Texas. So it's kind of like when we talk about soccer, we just – when we went back to Spain and you're playing with someone that's from Barcelona and you're from Real Madrid, it's just something you rather not talk to. But I, I feel like he really likes Oklahoma State. When I make the decision to go there, I asked him and he thought it was a great place for me. So I, he's a fan, but he also likes the Pokes. So he will be always rooting for the Pokes. Now, do you, you, you both like the same soccer team though, right? Yeah, we're both Real Madrid fans. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not a Barcelona guy. Yeah, but there's a couple of guys on tour and Pablo Arzabal or like another guys that they're from Barcelona and they're Barcelona fans and we just we just rather not talk about <laughs> and we're looking better than them this year though. <laughs> yeah, that well that's true. Um, how how much did you watch the Ryder Cup and 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 watch Sergio these past few days? I mean, he had a, I mean, for a 43 year old, um, he had quite the tournament. Obviously, Rom played well as you know, you know, well as well. Um, so what, what was it kind of like watching, you know, watching the action? I know that they didn't win. Um, yeah, I mean, but actually, I mean, it was really impressive what the American guys did. I mean, I was watching, I watched kind of a lot and I watched Sergio's match and John Ram's match because I'm from Spain and I support them a lot. And I felt like the Americans were so much like they were much better this week. They were making a lot of pots and Europe guys were not making as much, but I mean, talking about individually Sergio and John, I mean, they did an incredible Ryder Cup. I mean, I know Sergio, he always, he's pumped to play the Ryder and he loves that tournament and everyone loves that tournament. And he, he you can see Sergio, he's happy playing that tournament and he always performs. I mean, he got the most points ever in a Ryder Cup. So, I mean, it's not much you can say. He's a special player and he's a great person. So I feel Europe will be, he will be playing for Europe a lot more years. I think that's going to be good for the team. So, yeah. I now you're obviously an elite amateur player, so you know what great golf looks like. How how great was Rom's play? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's number one in the world by a reason. I mean, he's having a hell of a year. He's he's so talented. He's so good around the greens. He hits the ball really good. I mean, he's just impressive all around. He's like, like one of the guys, one of the best guys out there. He's also a great guy, and I feel like everything everyone needs to learn about how he plays, how. How, how he how he loves golf like every time you he's playing golf you know he's enjoying and he's like really into it and he's trying to do his bed it doesn't matter if he's playing the Ryder Cup or he's playing Spanish Open back home in European Tour he always tries to win and try to be the best and that's actually really really impressive so I, I think a lot of people are talking about what's next for for that European Ryder Cup team because there are some older guys. I, I don't think Lee Westwell will, will probably play another one. He's said as much. And Poulter's getting up there. I mean, even Sergio's, um, you know, doesn't have too many left. Um, so behind Rom and Rory and probably Victor Hovland, there's a lot of questions. What um, What's kind of your take on who kind of those next guys are? I mean, obviously, you'd hope to be one of them. But who are some other kind of peers um, around your age who you kind of expect to maybe – in the next four to six years be in the conversation to make one of those teams? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of good players and there's a lot of European good players coming in. I, th I feel like the 
Rasmus and Nikolai Hotkar, they're going to be up there. They're amazing players and they're all already winning on tour. So, I mean, I will see them. Luke Big up there, play play with him a lot of college golf. He's also going to be up there. Hopefully, me, I, I, that's one of my goals for life to make a Ryder Cup. So, I mean, I feel like there is so many bright future. My my teammate and Spanish guy, David Puig, he's also playing really good and he's an amazing player. So, he's a really good match play player. So, I mean, it's just like there's a lot of guys coming up and we're, we'll see how, how years goes but I'm sure the names I say we're going to have a chance or hopefully be there one of one of soon, soon enough I mean Victor was two years ago Victor and Colin they were taking hands in a college event and this year they were playing in a sun in a Sunday in a signing a Ryder Cup playing for the Riders. so I mean it's just everything time flies and I feel like there's a lot of good players coming in and everyone's working hard so I hope I think Europe will be in good good shape and we hope to win to beat the Americans in the next years. How cool would it be? You know, let's just look ahead to maybe the 2027 Ryder Cup or the 2029 Ryder Cup. How cool would it be to have, you know, four Spaniards with potentially you, David, Rom, and Jose Ballester? I mean, he's his freshman year at Arizona State. I think he's got a lot of promise as well. I mean, how just I mean, thinking that, about that, that? It looks crazy, but I mean, actually, it can happen. We're all really good players. We all re- we work really hard, and we all trusting us. So, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm saying it's crazy to think about it, but I mean, I'm not seeing something that's not possible. Like you said, Joseli, yeah. amazing player. He's hits the ball forever. He's a good boy striker and he's going to learn a lot in college golf and he's going to get much better. So, yeah, I mean, that'll be, that'll be sweet. I mean, I feel like all the Spanish, we love the Ryder Cup. We love match play. We grow up playing a lot of match play tournaments and that's our goal for everyone. And I hope like that, that thing that we're talking now in 2027 will be, will be all of us there and it will be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously when, when Sergio was younger um, and, you know, some of the, the Spanish players around his generation, they obviously had Seve, you know, to kind of bounce things off of, to play, to kind of learn from. That's kind of a new generation, someone who wasn't fortunate enough to obviously know Seve. Um, you know, what, what what's your kind of take on, like, on, on Sebi, is he this larger than life figure for you? I mean, is he still like an I idol, even actually, though you? Do- my dad, my dad is from where Sebi was, Pedreña in the north. So I actually, I'm kind of close to all Sebi's family. Like his okay. his brother was my coach growing up, and when I was a kid, Vicente. So so I'm actually like I see a lot of videos of Sebi, and I know what Sebi was and what Sebi meant for golf, and I know what Sebi meant for Sergio. So I feel like yeah, having a having a role like he had Sebi, it's actually really impressive and. I mean, me, me having Sergio and all these guys having Sergio and Ram to look after it and ask for advice and everything. It's just something that makes us better. And we and they know what, what we need to do to be there because they're actually there. So it just makes us so much better and help us to improve and get to be a tour as soon as possible. What's the best Sevi story you've heard? Well, I heard a lot. I I heard a lot, a lot of fun ones and a lot of them. But I mean, I feel like what he told me one time in the rains when I was a kid, and I will never forget. I mean, I was eight years old, and he went to me, and I was like, "If you want to be like me, you need to practice like me. It's not like you think you're practicing enough. You're not. You can always practice and practice, and as much as you practice, the better you're gonna be." So mm-hmm. that was a really good message he sent me, and it's just like I feel now that I'm older. I say like, man. There's a lot of good people coming in, so if you don't practice, you're gonna get back. So I just, I just like a lot. I, I just love Sevi and I love all the Spanish guys, and I'm always rooting for Spain. That's a pretty cool experience. I, I, I look 
kind of think back to when I was eight years old and didn't, I, one, I don't remember um, too much from, from that age, but uh, yeah, cool, cool story. Well, let's, let's kind of switch gears a little bit um, to PGA Tour U. I, I know that's something that's definitely on your radar this year. You're a senior, um, you're right on the cusp of getting into that top five right now. Um, how, how, how big a deal is it amongst the players? I, I know it's only in its second year, but um, how much do you guys talk about it and, and how huge is it for you guys to have that opportunity now? I know, I know it's up there, but I just try to not focus on rankings. I'm a mm-hmm. big guy that just believes in just do whatever you can do. And if you play your best, rankings will take things for themselves. So, I mean, I think what PE3 did and PE3 University did a great job doing that. I mean, it helps a lot college players and it will help a lot. You have something to play after college. So that's huge. And I feel like everyone, like, as you said, I mean, I, th- I think like Pearson is already kind of like set up, but like from number two from num- to number eight, I mean, it's all super close. Like, I mean, I'm number six this week, but I was fourth one week ago. So, I mean, it's just everything changed quick. So I just try to keep grinding, practicing, and everything will happen. And if, if, if it's not in the top five, I might stay another year. I mean, I'm not in a hurry to be out there. I know eventually I'm going to get there. So I'm just enjoying college right now, hoping to get better and get my teammates better. And hopefully we can win the NCAA. That's one goal if I have since I start college. And I feel like we're having a great team this year and we're going to, we're getting closer as a team and we're grinding. And I feel like we're going to be up there in the end of the season. So I'm just hoping of, pretty much winning the NCAA as a team and then see what, what gets me individually. But like my first goal right now is try to win the NCAA with the team and my boys. Mm-hmm. So it's been, I think, probably about a little bit more than a year, maybe a year and a half since you transferred to Oklahoma State. Um, kind of looking back on that in this past year, what, what's the adjustment been been like for you? Because it was kind of a strange time to transfer with COVID and things you know going on with that. But um, kind of looking back, what was – what was the toughest part and what was kind of the easiest part about transitioning into a new school? Well, I mean, I love Oklahoma State. I feel it's one of the most most important things I did in my career and one of the things I most love. I love everyone out there. I feel like it's what I needed. I wanted to be in a golf school and just get better every day as a golfer. Seeing going back, like you said, two years ago and see me now as a golfer and as a, as a person, I feel like I mature a lot and I get so much better as a golfer. And I feel like Oklahoma State just... Just it's it was my perfect feed. I love everyone out there. My teammates, coach that are coach Brandon, they are always trying to get me better and get us better doing our lives easier. And I feel like, well, as you said, it's always hard to go to new places. You know what you're gonna expect. And I like, I mean, for me it was just kind of like I knew a lot of guys out there, so it was kind of easier. Austin Eckrock helped me a lot and he was so close to me and he was like helping me and just getting getting me in the group and trying to explain me how everything was working. So I feel like he was a really important in my life that my my first year at Oklahoma State that was his last year so he will always be a big role in my life and I feel like just like Oklahoma State is just hard I mean it's just like you you're playing you're there's 13 guys in the team that every every single of them can play so you're just kind of like you can never stop like you're just constant competition constant practicing just keep getting get better better even if you're not making the lineup and you think like oh man it sucks to not be in the lineup but you're still getting better like I feel like when I play with someone of the freshman last year and I play this year it's like wow this guy has a lot of improvement one year even he didn't play a single tournament just playing karstic creek every day windy day long courses and just 
how we practice, the team practices, all what we do, working out and everything. It's just you, you don't realize how much better you're getting or how prepared you're getting for the next step. I mean, it's not – I don't feel like it's lucky to have – I know probably like 30 players between the conference tour and the PGA tour that went to Oklahoma State, and that's like very unique. I mean, I don't think any other college has more than 10 guys. So that's, I mean, they just, they're just special. Yeah, I think Oklahoma State and Georgia are kind of the two that have kind of separated them, you know, themselves from the pack. Um, what was the the biggest culture shock for you to kind of go into Stillwater? It's a little bit, you know, it's kind of the Midwest. What, what was the strangest part just in terms of how they kind of live life? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's way different. I mean, you just need to go more like a cowboy country music and all that stuff. Do you so, like country music now? or? Well, I like it now. I didn't. I yeah. thought it was terrible at the first, but now you, when you go to houses or friends or to the bars or something, it's all they have. So, I mean, you just need to like it. And I feel it's like you need to get used to it. It's kind of, it's really different where I grew up from Spain or when I was at Wake Forest. It's more like a country country place. I mean, but talking about life, I feel it's great. I mean, everyone is super nice. The Our campus is actually really good. It's beautiful, big, and every athlete out there is, they're trying to be the best and try to win everything. So there's a lot of com- competition in there and like everyone is super cool. I'm talking about golf, I mean, you just go, you're new and you're just coming from old town, Wake Forest, that's kind of like a very open course and short. You get to Carson Creek and you're playing your first round of qualifying, trying to make the team and it's 20 windy and there's crap all around. So it's just kind of like, if I feel I get so much better from the team mentally. Like there's a lot of guys that struggle mentally because Carson Creek is just, you, you can't miss a shot. Like you miss a shot, you're just losing a ball. So like, it's just hard to, my first man was kind of like struggling the Carson and getting used to it and, because I mean, you get my bad swing or like it's windy and it's just like, all you can see is scrap. And so it's just, it's just hard. So, I mean, it's just like everything around there makes you better. I feel like I, I just improve every day, even every single day I go there, I learn something new or I improve my game. So, I, I mean, it's just like everyone that talks to me, I, I mean, I, I actually like Wake Forest and I think it's great, but for me that I wanted to be, become a golfer and become quicker, better, I feel Oklahoma State is the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, I was at the 2018 NCAAs up there at uh, Karsten, and some pretty interesting wildlife. I think you guys got some pretty big snakes there, some some ticks. What's the scariest thing you've seen out on the course? Because you can get kind of out there and feel like you're a long ways from civilization. I feel, I feel, I feel every day I can see something, something new. I mean, there is 100 insects. I mean, snakes all type of animals that you think they are but i mean going into the jungle you get ticks every time like i feel like i get i get ticks out of my body twice a week i mean so it's just yeah. like there's like all not all animals you can imagine is that over there so yeah we see a lot of snakes and i mean i kind of i don't like snakes at all so i kind of try to get out of them so now right now when i hit one ball that doesn't go in the fairway i kind of leave it there yeah just so, yeah i just i feel it's just not worth it but yeah it's there's it's beautiful out there i mean there's a lot of animals we have, i mean it's just it's just nice i mean it's just a great place to be what does this team do for fun kind of off the golf course i know that you know, some of the older guys were big poker guys. I, I know Hoblin was a big poker guy, but what's what's kind of this team's thing to do together, kind of bond over? We actually do a lot of things together. We're really close, all of us. I mean, we play some basketball, we play some soccer. Now we're kind of like into the soccer world. Like we got a lot of international guys that like, like soccer in our team. So we do a lot of FIFA, play some video games. In, and then we go, we, we're trying to play soccer. We have something fun in our team that we're trying to get to beat the soccer woman's 
on Oklahoma State. So we're kind of like talking about it. And like, I mean, we got six international guys that we grew up playing soccer. So we got actually six guys that can play pretty decent. So we're trying to get the Americans to kind of like it. So see if we can, after they're done with their season, just play like a scrimmage match against them and see how it goes. So we're kind of like a lot of into sports. We have dinner a lot together. We just play some FIFA, do some extra sports. So we, but we're pretty much all the time playing golf for Karsten. I mean, we, there, we, we arrived there after workouts pretty much and we leave and we don't leave until six we eat there we have snacks there we're all together we watch the tv there we just had sour there we play a lot of games i mean we when, when ricky was here two weeks ago we we're like 13 guys playing the same group so i mean it took forever but i mean it was just so much fun we we're just all together and we're becoming a big team and it's gonna be tough to beat us because there is as i say 13 guys that can't play so i mean it's just it's just good Wow, a thirteen some at Karsten Creek. I, I I don't want to know how long you guys were, were oh, out we, there. <laughs> we took forever. We were just like we we didn't even wait. We just when you get ready, go for it. I mean, it was just it was just for fun. But it was just such, so much fun. Everyone just giving crap to everyone and just like just having fun and enjoying college life. It's nice to grind and practice, but it's also nice to have some extra time and enjoy college. Now I, I'm I'm going back to this the soccer thing. Kind of piqued my interest i'm looking at your guys roster right now so you have 13 guys on the roster um so you have enough to go 11 v 11 yeah um, what what are the what's the formation and and what's the what's the positions i mean who, well, we, start? We, we, we were talking a little about it and we're just thinking about putting rasmus in the goalkeeper because he's kind of like he's a really real athlete like he can jump he can he can i mean he's not afraid of just about the ball and they were kind of like trying to put Leo and Ray on the defense that they're big and they're good with their feet. And then kind of like Hazen and Dylan on the wilds, like defense on the right, right and left side because they're quick. So they can, they can actually run and not get tired. Yeah. Yeah. They'll and, be able to move forward too, yeah, but can they were, cross it? That's the thing. Yeah. Well, we're working on it. I mean, they never play soccer, but at least they can, they can run. So like there's a couple guys on our team that we're not very good at running. So we kind of like need to put those in the forward. So we're going to try to put in forward bright, this Thai guy, he's pretty good. He played soccer all his life, but he's kind of like slow and gets tired quickly. Mm -hmm. So we're putting that there. And then Jonas, that's a German guy. That's pretty athletic. He's going to be in the middle with me and was the other guy? Tiger? Tiger. Yeah, the three internationals. Like, we played more soccer growing up. And then kind of, like, rotating between Amon on the left wing, up, Bo, Brian. I mean, just whatever we're going to make. I mean, we're just kind of, like, making fun of it. Coach Star, Coach Brown thought they're going to kill us. So we're kind of, like, just trying to have – I mean, they're, we're probably going to get killed because we're not – they play every day, 90 minutes, and we never do it. But, I mean, we're just trying to, to think we can beat them. So we're just kind of, like – and on grinding, we're just we just order some shirts with our names and numbers we 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 wanted to. So just just kind of like something <laughs> fun to do. Out, out. I gotta I gotta fly up for this or have have uh, Ryan Cameron live stream it or or, or yeah. something. Everyone I mean, everyone we told everyone that we tell this story. Everyone wanted to watch like all the tennis girls, tennis boys, basketball. They were like, yeah, I mean, if we that happened. We just need to go there and see what happened. I mean, we have nothing to lose. We're everyone expect us to lose. So you never know what's going to happen. I mean, the girls, the women's soccer girls in Oklahoma State are pretty good. So I feel it's going to be not very, very good for us, but at least we're going to have a good time for sure.
I think I would pay probably a hundred dollars to watch Bo play soccer. I think that, <laughs> I mean, he is a great golfer, but I can't picture him playing, playing soccer. So that's, yeah. that, that'll be something. Yeah. We were thinking about benching for the start. And when someone gets, gets tired, he's, he's a really good golfer, but basketball and soccer, he's still, he's still <laughs> trying to figure out. He's still learning. He's, he's yeah. got the size though. So, I mean, if he can just figure out. Yeah, he, can be, he can, and he can also run some, so he can be, girls can be not, they say, Oh man, this guy's coming. He's big. So you never know. A distraction. Yeah. yeah distraction. Um, so let's, let's talk about your game, you know, real quick and, and, uh, then I'll let you go because you obviously have a big week. But um, you know, you, you you had I think five top three finishes last year, which is pretty incredible considering the schedule that you guys play. Um, had a good start at Pebble, obviously a little bit of a sloppy finish. T six there, um, T twenty last event. What's kind of the the next step for you, just in terms of closing out some of those top threes to kind of turn those into to Ws? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm getting closer every day. Like I say, I'm getting better, and I still need to improve a lot of things. And I'm kind of like the first two events, I'm kind of like two months without playing because of my mono, and I was in the hospital, and I kind of like my game wasn't there, to be fair. Like my T6 in Pebble was kind of actually a really impressive T6. I was not in the ball queue, kind of grinding all the way around. And Olympia feels same thing. My game was not – it was getting closer, but, I mean, as hardcore as Olympia feel, I didn't feel – Yeah, like major, major laid out. My eight game was there, so you can see my my stats. It was like I lead the field in parts, made 44 parts for the week, only made six bogeys, but I only made two birdies. So, so I mean, my game was definitely not there. I didn't hit the ball any close. So, but my short game, that's what I was working more when I was six. So I can see my short game is getting so much better. So now that I had eight days after Olympia Fields to get into my game, I feel like we me and my coach, we figured out something that was not that I was doing last year that I was not doing as good this year. So we worked out and kind of like that drill for a bit. And I feel I hit I feel amazing today. I hit the ball really good in those nice hole, nine holes I played. I hit every fairway, every green. So I mean I'm excited for what's next. So and I feel like if I if I can still if I can get my ball striking like I was last year, my mental game and my short game and my putting is way better. So those top fives will be closing it's always hard to win because there's always so many competitive but i feel like i'm ready to make the next step first win everything will roll will roll how much did getting to match play and kind of getting so close last year um what was that feeling like kind of leaving arizona and how much did that kind of motivate you guys well it was definitely not what we wanted we actually beat Vanderbilt. We played amazing. I won my match, and I was actually winning one one up against Joe in Pepperdine playing 18, and it kind of sucks. Like everyone hates losing, so we were expecting to win. We went there to with a clear thought of winning. We actually performed really good in stroke play. We finished second. We had a, not a great last round to lose to Arizona State, but we were up there. And then match play is just hard. I mean, I feel like we didn't have. I mean, Austin was two up playing eight, and the other guy just made a made a hole in one and then made a cup three straight birdies making like 20 footers so I mean it was just they had the momentum going and I felt like it was so close Bo was winning I was winning and if Austin or one of the other guys was we was like I'm on loss on 18 after Joe hit an amazing shot from a bunker I yeah mean, shot shot of the week really yeah, besides that face that was unbelievable I watched him I know a hundred times the video and I feel like that's one of the best shots in his career probably and it was just just that perfect like I mean I, I probably give him another nine balls out of 10 and he will not do it. So, I mean, it just came, came 
to the last moment. And I feel I'm proud of all my teammates. I mean, we had a great talk after that day. We have a good dinner and we did what we can do. I mean, we just, it was just kind of sad for Austin because he was leaving, obviously, and you're last year and you actually want to win. And we work hard every year. And I felt like maybe not the best team, but I mean, we're damn good. So, I mean, it's just match play. Everything can happen. Everything happens. So, I mean, we, I feel like we, that make us better as a team. We knew that we were, we have some good match play players and other guys that they're more mental players, but we're getting better. We're actually doing some match play practice and practices and we're playing some match plays. So I feel like the team is going to be ready and I, I'm excited for see what, what's next. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of trophies that are that kind of line the halls. Uh, there's a lot of other things, names, records, all these numbers. Every time you walk in the clubhouse at at Carson Creek, um, how 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 often do you stop and kind of look at that stuff? And does it inspire you? You know, as you yeah. attempt to every, every day I get there, we get into a locker. You can see all the trophies and all the. All-Americans, one of my goals last year was to be a first-team All-American and join my Wolf and Victor. That were the two last two names, so I got it. So it's kind of like nice to get in there and see what your goals are getting, what they, all the work you're putting, you're making your goals, make it true. So, I mean, it's just nice. I mean, it's everything out there. You're not going to – there's always someone better than you. All the big names, Bob Ampild, I mean, Pablo Martin, Ricky Fowler, my Wolf, Victor Hoffman, all these guys out there, and you can see all their backs that they are in true, and you want to be there one day. So it's just a lot of motivation to get better and work hard and just trust yourself and trust what coaches are telling you because they know what you need to do to be on the next step because they already have a lot of players that are out there. So there's just a lot of motivation every time you watch there and you see all the NCAA trophies or Big 12 trophies or people that won on tour. So it's just like great and we i'm just hoping me and my my boys trying to get one trophy and be in the world with the ncaa champion mm-hmm. and speaking of trophies you know last question you know before i let you go do you are, are you aware of the sanderson farms trophy what it looks like yeah i mean it's, it's out there it's a number one you can see it every time you tee off it's a really nice chicken so i mean it's nice i mean i I mean, I feel like everything around here, this tournament, I mean, the course is so pure. The people, volunteers, the everyone that's out here, it's just so nice and trying to help. So I feel like it's a nice trophy and I would love to win it one day. I know Sergio won it last year, so I kind of see it a lot. Of, so it's just nice. And I pretty much going to say, like, I, every if, I, if I'm ever on tour and I hope to be, I will come play this week. I feel like everything is great around here and the weather is nice and the course is pure. I could see it now, like, you know, five, six years down the line, you're, you're going to have your own place as a pro golfer in your trophy case. Hopefully we'll have a uh, Sanderson Farms rooster and a national championship trophy. That'd be pretty nice, huh? That would be awesome. I would love to have that national champion with the team. I'm probably also awesome to win tour event and win my, like one of the guys that gave me a sponsor when I was an amateur Sanderson Farms. So. Yeah, that'll be a dream come true, and I will will work as hard as I can to make it possible. Awesome. Well, Eugenio, thanks for uh, stopping in, and for people listening, uh, this will be going up Thursday morning, probably just in time uh, for your first round. So catch uh, Eugenio playing hopefully four rounds this week, and then your next college tournament is going to be less than two weeks at the Colonial Collegiate. So great field there, um, Eugenio. Thanks for coming on, and uh, appreciate the time. Thank you, Brantley. Thank you, guys. All right, Burko. I'm already booking us two tickets to Stillwater to watch the Oklahoma State men's golf team play against the women's soccer team. I think that'll be fun. But it, I was interested about kind of him talking about the next great Spaniards with him and Pooj and Ballester 
Um, I know it's a little bit kind of crazy to think about 2027, 2029 Ryder Cup, but what are your what are your thoughts on some guys who could potentially be in that mix to make one of those teams? Well, it's intriguing because I saw you on Twitter of, all right, let's project forward for both sides. And the quick knee-jerk reaction after the impressive performance by the Americans at Whistling was, all right, like the torch has been handed off. We've got, I say we, the Americans, six, seven, eight youngsters, if you will. And it feels like you're up maybe a little long in the tooth. And how do they revitalize uh, that team with younger guys. And I loved what you did on Twitter because some people probably had no idea the names, but the name that will continue to jump out for me is Matthias Schmid, who played his college golf at Louisville from Germany, hits it an absolute mile. I think he is a star in the making for Europe. He would be 1A right at the top of my list of 27 maybe 25, uh, but by the end of this decade, uh, I would not be surprised to see him on Ryder Cup teams. He's my leader, bar none. He also likes to not wear a hat. So with this hatless Rory kind of retiring and no hat Pat, I think, I think Cantlay's finally, or could finally have a, uh, you know, a hatless counterpart there. So I, I, I like that pick. I, I like Vincent Norman, uh, who was, who obviously was one of the better players in division two for the first few years, went to Florida state, had a great year last season. Now he's pro. I just think this game is evolving so much into just T to green. Like putting is obviously very important. We talked about this last week a lot, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he leads the European tour right now. I know it's a very small sample size because he's only played a handful of events on sponsor exemptions and stuff, but I'm pretty sure he leads the European tour in either driving distance or strokes gained off the tee, um, which is something that, you know, Europe probably. Yeah, those are the metrics. That's yeah, what people I mean, base it that's off That's what of they now. want. Um, that's what they're, that's what they're looking for. So I like him. And then of course, going back to my tweet, a lot of the guys who are in college right now, those juniors and seniors who could potentially go the Hovland route or the Morikawa route and get on maybe the 2025 team, someone like Ludwig Aberg from Texas tech by way of Sweden, um, Eugenio Shikari, David Pooge, Jose Lee Ballester. I, I keep talking about him. He's a freshman at, at Arizona state, maybe in six or eight years he could be on one of those teams as well I think it'd be kind of crazy to have four Spaniards and have those other three guys fighting to play the John Rom because you know that's going to happen yeah it's it's going to be interesting and I like to think you and I maybe have our finger on the pulse better than others in terms of where is that next group or next generation or maybe just that one player so uh intriguing to think what the European tour Ryder cup team could look like, uh, as the 2020s, uh, progress. Well, you know, if we're still doing a pod in five, six years, we'll actually go back and say, boy, we were right. Or boy, we were absolutely wrong. And if we were wrong, we probably won't be having a pod. So we'll, we'll have to reassess. Your I think tweets. people are expecting us to be wrong. I, I mean, we're all it just, happens more just idiots at the end of the day, yeah. right? We're just idiots we're, pretending to be smart. I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> 
quick run through the past week of what happened. Stanford women kick off their fall campaign. They win the Molly, and Rose Zhang says, hello, world, and Stanford, uh, very appropriate as Tiger said that. Pretty darn impressive without Rachel Heck, Angelina Yeah, Brooke Say, and I'm telling you, if Rose does 80% of what we think she will do or can do, and Rachel is half of what she did this past spring, game over, in my opinion. Wow. That's some... I think they're that good. I, I yeah, truly I, I... think they're that good. I'm going to play a little bit of, de- of devil's advocate just because I, I, I obviously think Stanford is by far the best team and they were missing some players, um, but not a necessarily stout field. Um, so the, it's not like they went out and beat five top 25 teams um, with three players missing. So, um, but Rose, you know, great kind of bounce back. I think she got off to a little bit of a slow start Um you know, 73 in the first round, only made one birdie in, in the second round. And then, of course, she catches fire and makes five birdies and goes out and wins. But, yeah, very, very impressive performance. I think a lot to um, be proud of if you're the Cardinal to kind of start out your year. And um, it always feels good to beat, you know, a Pac-12 rival in UCLA. Though they were without Emma Spitz. So that's something to kind of consider as well. Yeah, the whole fall season, uh, especially for the women, you've got the Q Series, LPGA, Q School, whatever you want to call it. You're going to have the Spirit International. Like There are going to be a lot of teams that don't have their full complement of players until the spring, so something to keep an eye on. Wake Forest, the men sweep at home, win the team total. Gosh, what, did they get to 40 under? I saw them at 36, 38 under at some point. Um, and then you got Fitzpatrick and Brennan, co-champs, a team to keep an eye on, a team that Shikara started with a couple years ago, the Demon Deacons. So they got to 35. So they, so they almost got to 40. They got to 35. Um, yeah, it, that, that, those four guys who, who returned from last year, Fitzpatrick, Brennan, Mark Power, Parker Gillum, that's, that's going to be their four that they kind of run with all year. And, um, Scotty Kennan is, is a freshman. He played a lot on the AJGA, played some big events, um, knows kind of how to get it done. And I, I figure that he may have a little bit of a slow start to his college career, but he's been in the lineup a bunch already and T9 um, this week. So if they're five deep, uh, I think you can probably put Wake in that conversation with the North Carolinas and Pepperdines and things like that because they're they're just as good when they're all playing well especially when when Fitzpatrick is playing well yeah I want to see Alex break out this year his last hurrah I think the potential is there off to a good start not to be outdone their counterparts the ladies from Wake Forest winning the Bryan National Collegiate good win in the fall I think the news that came out was it Wednesday on Twitter Amelia Miliacho who's done work on the website, it's done work on the broadcast side. Says she's had a revitalization, if you will, of interest and passion. She's coming back to college in 2022, did some digging, the COVID eligibility, and how would Kim Llewellyn and Ryan Potter, the coaches at Wake, not find a way to get her back? Truly one of the more intriguing storylines I've ever come across of in men's or women's college golf remarkable 
Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to to kind of think about. You know, you're talking about an All American, first team All American, and decides she's going to hang it up, takes a year off, and then all of a sudden comes back for an extra year. But as we've learned with with COVID, kind of that kind of changed the 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 rules. It it's it's kind of a new world now after COVID, where you're almost not surprised by anything. Um, but very cool to see her come back. I think. Um, Initially, when I heard that she was thinking about coming back, I thought it was going to be for this season. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, Wake, uh, they're already pretty stacked. And they could kind of give Stanford a run. Just when we thought like Stanford was going to be this world beating, like no one can touch them. But again, I, I think maybe Wake will be that team next year. Who knows? Um, who knows how many people at Stanford stick around? They're obviously going to lose Crowder. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a great time for women's college golf there's there's some great players i know we'll probably lose a lot um this year after lpgaq series but um the well certainly not dried up and yeah uh really exciting to see amelia come back for for one final go yeah i think that's got to be a future pod get, uh, guest here in the fall to to really get a sense of how she reached this decision but uh delightful to be around a pleasure to watch uh so that's great news for wake forest and amelia speaking of women's college golf how about oregon they beat up on a host of sec teams at the mason rudolph bama florida kentucky auburn rounding out the top five oklahoma state women they win the schooner their buddies down the road in norman they had that great chance to win a national championship greg robertson's done a remarkable job there and then for the men's side, Kansas wins the Wyndham Memorial over Northwestern, Notre Dame, South Florida, Georgia Tech. Pretty impressive start for the Jayhawks in the fall, and the fall season keeps rolling along. I'll be headed to Arkansas this weekend for the blessings, and it's kind of cool. Brentley, we were there a few years ago for NCAs, and now it's sort of become a fixture on our broadcast schedule, due in large part and mostly the entire part of John Tyson. Mr. Tyson, so committed to college golf, and we'll get to see all five team members play together in a group. It, it, it's a, a really different dynamic, um, but it's going to be great to be back there and, and with a handful of really, really good teams. Yeah, it, it's cool to see what what John Tyson's done for college golf. I'm trying to think of the word, like it wouldn't be founding fathers, but um, maybe just the current fathers of of college golf with what Albert Huddleston's done with Merido, what the clients have done with the Cabo tournament. And I'm sure there's, there's many, many more people that kind of make all these tournaments possible and um, give these uh, collegiate athletes, great events to play in great courses to play on. So, you know, you just got to give kudos to those guys for, um, you know, making this possible, but yeah, an, an, an interesting tournament, um, you know, looking at the field, you got, teams like Arkansas and Ole Miss, North Carolina, UCLA. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a, uh, a battle for this, for this mixed title. Um, you know, I, I, I think I would give the edge right now to the hosts, um, but North Carolina men, um, they're playing some great golf. And uh, if, if, if the women's team, uh, you know, plays like they're capable of, uh, I, I could see them winning as well. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to making that trip. We'll certainly recap uh, what happened at the Blessings next week on the pod. 
great job with Mr. Shikara. We learned a lot from him. Going to be curious to see how he does, not only this week, but a big part of the Cowboys' success in Stillwater. So uh, we will keep rolling along. Next time we'll connect, it will be in October. But uh, as always, thanks to everyone for listening to College Golf Talk. For Brentley, I'm Burka. We'll see you next time.